Okay, welcome back to the United Pubcast, the podcast of the official Man United Supporters Club of New South Wales here in Sydney, Australia. Um, I'm speaking of Sydney, Australia. Um, we've obviously got a special guest who needs no introduction amongst Man United fans, famous from the obviously Webby and O'Neill channel. Webby, it looks like you're in Sydney, um, judging by the sun, the sun behind you. Yeah, it's a, a lovely morning in Manchester. The sun's beating down. Uh, it won't last a long, but let's enjoy it while it's here. Uh, it definitely does look good. Well, Larry, we had a bit of a rainy day in um, Sydney yesterday. It was a bit reminiscent of Manchester um, yesterday's weather. Yeah, the weather's swept around, hasn't it? Um, it's a pleasure to have Webby on. I'm a massive fan, Webby, and I've been following you since the full-time Devil's Day, so really good to have you on. But, yeah, I feel like the, the script's flipped a little bit, Tom. Uh, God's giving Sydney the rain, the lockdowns, and Manchester's getting the Sydney sun. So, But you know what? To be fair, the UK was in lockdown for the best part of 18 months, so it's only fair we, we got our share. Yeah, well, we are doing our yeah, part, unfortunately. It's been hard already. over there, you know, with a with a lockdown. You know, it's we took for granted that we could go anywhere, we could do anything, and then it just hit us. And one of the worst things for me was not being able to go back into the seat Old Trafford. You know, and going in that City game when we beaten two 0 in the pouring rain, and not being officially allowed back in until the Brentford game. It's something we took for granted. You know, quite lucky. I live ten minutes from Old Trafford. And when I got back in the Leeds game, I was just looking me seeking and missed him for 16 months. And it was great to be back in the stadium and a great victory. And uh, beautiful scenes being next to people I've not seen for 18 months, you know, through the lockdown. But fingers crossed now we're over the worst over in England. Well, just on that, in regards to a lot of our members, obviously we're the podcast of the Man United Supporters Club here in Sydney and good friend of you as well. Uh, Mark O'Connor is obviously our chairman who's returned back to Sydney um, in the middle of this COVID, so it's good to have him back, but I'm sure he is itching to get back to Manchester. But a lot of our members from Sydney, obviously pre-COVID, we're not doing it at the moment because we're not allowed to travel, but obviously many people do go over every year to Old Trafford to watch the sort of game and get over there. And one of their main stops is obviously hotel football, and all of them only have very sort of positive things to say about you. I just want to touch on hotel football before we get into the football discussion. Obviously, you mentioned 16, 18 months sort of all behind closed doors and fans away. If you can just give us a feel of what it first was like against Leeds, obviously fans back in the ground against Leeds, but obviously there's a new buzz around town with Ronaldo's arrival. So what are you sort of experiencing from Old Trafford and hotel football ahead of this Newcastle match on the weekend? Yeah, well, obviously saying it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was very hard, you know, lockdown it was and we couldn't go places. Obviously one of the places a lot of people wanted to go was to the football ground, which couldn't happen, you know, and it was hard. We took things for granted. I remember waiting to go to the Spurs game when the, the Premier League stopped, you know. And it, it was hard, it was hard for everyone. Football a lot of people's way of life of breaking away from the stress of work and the family. To get inside Old Trafford, to see people they adore. And it was hard, you know. It's not just me saying it. There's 76,000 people who are probably in the same boat. But that Leeds game there, you know, get inside the ground. I know we had a couple of centres against Brentford and Everton, you know, but it just wasn't the same. And you look at the game last year towards the end of the season where we had like 15,000 in, but inside Old Trafford to be packed out and Saturday, I can't sleep, lads. I cannot sleep, you know, it's it's unbelievable because if you look at it, the, the Friday we signed Ronaldo, it was knocked on that, it was going to City. And it was an honourable feeling as a United fan, you know, especially we got to see my mum who lives right near City Stadium and seeing these City fans outside the training ground, they had to see two with I sit up with Ronaldo on the back and it was horrible. Then two hours later, we signed him, you know, and I'm running back towards the training ground, 
try to get pictures of these people in the city tops and they'd all gone home to bed, you know, when the boys come back to work and it was such a great feeling and it's it's like, you know, you can't wait for Saturday to come. You know, it's it's a clock every day, you mark the calendar off one less day, one less day. And next Saturday around the hotel football and around the ground expect it to be busy from eight and nine o'clock in the morning and as soon as those turnstiles open and just as those players come out to warm up and when they come out it's the noise is going to be a noise which I'll never, ever experience at Old Trafford in my life. Yeah, I think completely agree. It almost has that sort of Christmas morning feel like we're all adults, but we're all acting like little spoiled, not spoiled children, but sort of excited children. It's an unbelievable feeling. And you mentioned that sort of roller coaster of emotions when everyone thought he was obviously city bound. I say a couple of hours later, signs for United. And obviously, yeah, we are just ticking off the days. That's why we're loving getting this content out at the moment is just to kill time until Saturday. But just on the Ronaldo situation, we'll get into a team discussion in a little bit. But obviously, we read things on social media and we're not sort of quite experts on it. But just your understanding, obviously, a little bit closer to the ground in Manchester. Obviously, Ronaldo will be available for the Newcastle game. But what's your understanding of the current situation with his sort of quarantine and isolation? Because a lot of people are saying he has to, but then he's pictured at the airport with Darren Fletcher. Just so, but do you have any understanding or insight of what's his situation? It was strange, really, because if you look at the game against Republic of Ireland where they scored two, collected the booking, then obviously rules him out on Tuesday's game. Now, if he plays Tuesday night and he's five days quarantine, then he couldn't have played against Newcastle, you know, which I found was very strange. And obviously, Portugal's let him go, so he's been over there and he's going to pass that quarantine thing. It's just the strange that a lot of people was nailed on, and I don't know if you've seen the, the so-called pricing of the tickets, what people are paying to watch a match. Now, for me, it's fit. He plays, you know, I look at the interview of uh, Thomas Tuchel, uh, the Chelsea Arsenal game the other week, and the report said to him, well, Lukaku, he's been training with you for four days, and he said, well, listen, I've not paid, paid all that money while I'm sat on the bench and expect him to play down the middle uh, on Saturday with Martial one side and Brim the other, and I fear, I really fear for Newcastle, especially if we scored a, an early goal, you know, I've got plenty of time for Steve Bruce, he was a Stalwart for our club, you know what I mean? He gets absolutely pelted with bricks every game up there. He's got an owner of a club he manages who doesn't want to be there, wanted to sell it. They bought one player in and they'll struggle if you look at our YouTube channel. Tony mentions that if it's Newcastle, will go down. And I think he could be right, you know, it's a big struggle. Newcastle are going to just come and park the buses as Jose used to do at some matches. But I can't wait for Saturday, lads. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. I actually yeah, agree with you. I quite like Steve Bruce, and it is almost a poison chalice, that job. His hands are tied behind his back, and I think he does get an unfair rap, not just from Newcastle fans, but the media as well. But I, I looked at those, they'll show those stats of Ronaldo, and if there's one Premier League club Ronaldo does like to play, it is against Newcastle. <laughs> it's one of those ones. So I think his hat-trick for United was against Newcastle. But we'll come to Larry in a sec. Larry's got a few questions in regards to how you think Ronaldo fit in. But just my last bit on Ronaldo and his signing. Now, this was always going to happen, we assume, in terms of the way, obviously you're well known, in terms of the way the media treat Man United and Man United players. Now, we've all seen he, a couple well, a week ago when the news broke, he was going to be the world's greatest signing for Manchester City. 24 hours later, he signs for Man United, and those same people are saying, oh, he's over the hill, he won't quite suit the Premier League, he's too old. Then he shuts a few of those up for Portugal during the week with his goals, and then obviously the physique when he takes his shirt off. So just your thoughts on the way the news is breaking. Is it something you're sadly just kind of expect that the media will start to turn on because I've seen an article from one of those um, Liverpool journalists talking about he's too selfish he'll uh, he won't sort of suit like the likes of Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood their game's going to suffer 
where those people who sort of understand Ronaldo and what he does bring, it's nothing but the opposite. Like he'll absolutely be unbelievable for those types of players. It's just absolute jealousy, you know. I don't know if you've seen the interview by the ex City player, Everton player, who's who's yeah. doing that wheels, backflips. That's going to sign for Setter. Then 24 hours later, he's no good. He's over the hill. It'd be a waste of money. They only bought themselves shirts. It's just jealousy. And it gets me at Manchester United football club back now. We're getting inside people's head again. And there's nothing better, you know, just to wind these people up. You know, under Ferguson, we just used to beat teams and he beat teams before the games played. You know, and it was it was great as a United fan. You'd walk around with your chest held out wherever United were playing. And it, we're back now. We're back in that. We're back in that zone where everyone wants to talk about us and about their club. There could be any happy lads. No, 100% agree with you there, Webby. I actually want to talk about now the... Let's actually talk about what Ronaldo brings on the pitch. Um, what do you think United's strongest eleven is? And how do you think Ronaldo will impact the way United do play? We, we've seen under Oli, it's been... He seems to like a fluid system. He doesn't seem to have that focal point at number nine, unless it is Cavani. We've seen Mason Greenwood lined up as a striker, but he tends to drift to the right. Bruno sometimes ends up on the left, etc. What is United's strongest eleven in your mind, if they even have one? And do you see the way Ronaldo plays impacting that? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, any loose balls around the box, uh, man's going to score goals. He, he proved that against you know, against Republic of Ireland. He didn't have a great game, but two chances. You know, if you put the penalty away, he gets an hat-trick. You know, he's going to score those goals, you know. And it's only going to work off in the likes of Mason. I heard someone say the other day that this is not the development. You've got a player Ballon d'Or winner five times in your club. You know, you look at the effect Cavani's probably had and you see Cavani speaking to Greenwood. You know, if you're speaking to Martial, he's only going to rub off and benefit these lads. The likes of Alangor's going to learn off him. Anybody at the club who's going to be in the presence of Cristiano Ronaldo is only going to get better if he wants to listen and learn. You know, and regarding, it's hard to start in 11, you know. I'm a big fan of uh, Tony van der Beek. I think he needs a chance, you know. And, and, and I don't agree with the two defensive midfield players, which he seems to go for any famous in Tommy and Fred. You know, I wish he'd go down to one, maybe because he didn't trust the back four. He didn't trust Lindelof uh, to do the job on his own, you know, putting more pressure on Maguire. I just like to see I like to see the four at the back, me four at the back and be the five, well, the Hayden in goal, Gilberto Carlos at left back, Maguire, Miranda, uh, Juan Zaka at right back, and like midfield of Pompa, Bruno, Van der Beek and McSominay. Uh, and I'd like Greenwood and Ronaldo just, just up front. They can swap it around. But we've got that many options now. It's, if, you don't, if you don't perform on the pitch now, lads, on a Saturday, I'm sorry you won't be in the team next week. But I'd like saying that I'd love Van der Beek to, to, uh, to get a good chance. I don't know if he's done wrong for me. He's done nothing wrong. He mustn't be pulling his weight in training. But he seems to favour Fred and McTominay, you know, I'm a big fan of McTominay, I think he's got a great future at the club, you know, I think he gets the club, you know, uh, I'm not a big fan of Fred, he can have his good games, he can have his bad games, but if you look at Fred in the Cup of America, he was like Brian Robson, he's come back like the usual Fred, looking for forms to the Wolves there, two mistakes and we could have got two goals if if Wolves had anything about him, so all he's got to do it this year, you know, he, he's got the tools now, he's got the main tool coming in from Cristiano Ronaldo so it's impediment that we get a trophy this year I'm not going to come in here and say 
we're going to win the league because you look at Chelsea, who have got stronger from last year, the European champions. City are going to be about for definitely, you know, and the likes of Leicester, you know, this is probably going to be the hardest Premier League to win from, from the date first started in the early 90s. 100% agree with you there. And you, you made a really good point about Fred performing really well for Brazil. We saw a lot of commentary, even from Arsenal fans, saying Granit Xhaka looked phenomenal for Sweden. But th the reality is that in international football, it's a slower-paced game. That's what people need to understand, that the Premier League is so much faster. So, of course, if Fred gets the ability and the time on the ball, he's a professional footballer at the end of the day. He'll get an opportunity to display his ability. But you're right, the Premier League is a different beast. You did make a, a good point, Webby, that I want to continue on. The starting 11, you actually mentioned there that you want to see Greenwood on the right. We've just signed Jaden Sancho. You made reference to Anthony Martial. Rashford's due to come back into this side. What does he do? And, and I guess who will benefit? But more importantly, who do you think might actually suffer from Ronaldo signing? Do you think the likes of Anthony Martial might be on the outer or, and struggle to get game time? Well, I, I, was, I was watching some animals last Sunday. Uh, great atmosphere, great day out, you know, being back with the lads. But if you look at the game, there's nothing against Sancho. I thought he's you know, is a lad still not fit. Obviously, I don't expect him to be a little bit at the start. But for me, the game changed when Anthony Martial came on. You know, he got down at left. He was doing the stuff, what we know what we know we can do. You know, checking people on, hitting the right pass, looking for that space. You know, for me, on his day, if Anthony Martial fancies it, and he wants to play, and he's smiling, and he's not got his gloves on when it's 95 degrees, then there's no better, there's no better playing in both for me on that side, you know what I mean? I don't think he's, he's a man down the middle. I think he plays better off the left. But if you look at it now, lads, if everyone's fit, which obviously is not going to happen, but we've got two players now for every position. But if you're not playing well, lads, you're going you're gonna to be out of the team. I look, at, I look at Luke Shaw, for example. Luke Shaw played every game when he had four out of ten. Or eight out of ten. So it's going to come. And Luke Shaw had to play well because if he didn't, then I'm sorry, you're not playing next week. And it's only benefited England and Manchester United Football Club. So it's going to be, I tell you what, it's going to be hard to get the 11 for next Saturday if everyone's fit. You know, there's going to be some people there who are not even going to get a shirt. Tom, let me bring you in because I'm, I'm actually, uh, Webby, I, you don't understand. I'm a massive Martial fan and I'm, I'm so pleased that you've said. He's come on and he made an impact. I 100% agree with you there. Tom, Martial, look, I'm not saying we're both Martial FC here, but I would make an argument, and Webby, I hope you're with me. Martial on the left, Ronaldo up front, Greenwood on the right. But do you agree with that? And do, what, what do you think, Tom? Give us your insights. Look, if Martial plays well, 100%, because he's, as I've always made this point, whether you're a fan or not a fan of him, he's one of our best footballers when he plays well. Now, the thing is, he has to perform. So if Martial doesn't perform, then it sort of leaves a lot to be desired. But if he's in, and he will improve, the team will improve with the likes of Ronaldo. So I don't think Martial's performance is going to get worse. Um, it'll be up to him to remain consistent when he does get selected. So in an ideal situation, if United are free-flowing and getting forward and scoring goals and Martial's playing, will almost be unstoppable um, in terms of his link up with Ronaldo because he is someone who likes to cut inside and link up and create opportunities. I think that's something that a lot of people miss with Martial we look at his finishing or lack of finishing, depending on how you want to look at it. But one of his strengths is his link-up play and the way he sort of, especially with Bruno Fernandes, one matter, etc. Um, so yeah, you just assume that sort of would benefit with Ronaldo. 
But the point I'll bring to Webby then, uh, with the point he made, which was a good one in terms of the narrative around Ronaldo's signing, is saying, oh, he'll be too selfish and that'll take away from the likes of Mason Greenwood, etc. And I look back when I used to play, the best footballers I ever played with were the most selfish ones because the thing is, their goals, they don't just count for the individual, they count for the team. And if you've got a player like Ronaldo who is busting his gut to score a goal for him, well, it's one goal for United and it's one goal for Ronaldo as well. It doesn't count more for Ronaldo's tally. They're just as important for Man United. So um, what's your li- which I know you're completely in agreement with us, but your take on this Ronaldo and almost this relationship with Solskjaer, he's coming in, the media's going to not spin it, but th- there's no doubt Ronaldo does come with his aura in terms of do you think Solskjaer will not struggle in terms of managing him? Obviously, they've got a good relationship. But in terms of Ronaldo coming into this dressing room, he's almost he won't wear the captain's armband, but he'll almost be the on-pitch leader. He'll almost be the captain. Um, how do you see the sort of dynamic sort of working with Ronaldo and the leadership? Yeah, but basically, lad, it's the one thing we've lacked over the last since, well, since uh, Alex Ferguson left is winners in the dressing room. People who've won that extra yard, who's won that extra trophy, you can cheer us up that last 15, 10, 15 minutes. I mean, we've got no one bigger coming into the dressing room now. If the lads can't get lifted by Cristiano Ronaldo being in that dressing room, they want to call it a day. You know, you look at the Europa League final last year, if we had, say, Maguire, maybe Martial involved, we could have won that game. You know, that's what we lack. You know, you look at the year, we lost the league to Leeds. We had no winners, but we was getting closer and closer. Once we won that first one, just a knock-on effect. The lads knew when to perform. They knew when it was in front of the the time of the season when you have to be stood up and counted, you know. And for me, Cristiano Ronaldo coming in that dressing room, he's only going to pick, he's picked me up, he's probably picked the cleaners up, he's probably picked the turnstile blows up, which happened when Bruno Fernandes come in, you know, we was a bit down, he lifted everyone, probably lifted everyone in Australia, around Europe, in Manchester, and it's it's, it's made me lift that extra two or three foot, you know. And like you say, Saturday, the noise in that stadium, is going to be immense, and it's going to be for one player only. Ronaldo, and if we can't do anything, we need a holiday. But Cristiano Ronaldo is someone we needed, serial winner. I think it's the thing. You, I've almost got goosebumps already because you, you cast your mind back to what two, three weeks ago when Rafael Varane was introduced on the pitch, and the noise and the atmosphere that generated. You know, that was almost unrivaled, unmatched. Like that's going to be nothing to when Cristiano Ronaldo walks out. Um, it is. Well, I'm counting the days, counting the minutes. But just before we wrap up, just on Ronaldo, in terms of, would you set him a target, or not a, set him a target, but what's your actual expectations? Because while he is unbelievable and he's not slowing down, facts are facts, he's 36 years old, he's not the 2008 Cristiano Ronaldo. So what what are your sort of expectations from him from this season? Are, are you expecting what the media's putting out, 25, 30 goals, or are you expecting something different? It, maybe not so much the goals, but just sort of more sort of focused on his sort of off-field sort of leadership of the squad? I, I just look at Ronaldo and think that he's so comfortable striking the ball on his left or on his right, you know, he's quite gifted, a bit like Mason, you know. I expect him to score that 15, 20, 25 goals, but what people will think, if defenders are looking at Ronaldo and at the box, the mind's going off the likes of Greenwood, the mind's going off the likes of Martial, the likes going off the likes of Bruno, because you get two goals with, and that's going to create space for a lot of people who will benefit, you know, and it's just something I'm looking forward to. He's not going to play every game, unfortunately, like he did in his time uh, when he was at the club before. But I can guarantee you that United will score goals this year by people, by defenders of opposition teams, going towards Cristiano and leaving the likes of what I've just mentioned, Mason, 
Marcus, and, and it's only going to bear fruit from the club. And like saying, I really cannot wait for next. I wish I could get in the time machine now and jump to Friday night, you know, and wait, forget about the next five days. Manchester is absolutely buzzing, you know, and I wish you lads could come over and get in the time machine and come and join me next Saturday at Old Soul Football for the greatest day of your life. I just hope that we perform, we perform at Manchester United Football Club and send everyone home happy because that's what it's all about, lads. Well, Larry, just before we wrap up, um, one last question for Webby, but I'll just bring it to you. In terms of the point he makes there in regards to, okay, Ronaldo's there, defenders are going to be focused on Ronaldo. I think that's something United have struggled with, especially in the past year. The teams mm. are really targeting Bruno Fernandes. And if Bruno Fernandes is getting marked out of the game, he's a bit quiet and then you think, well, where are our goals coming from? But now they've got to watch Bruno. Now they've got to watch Pogba, who's in form. Now they've got to watch Ronaldo. Greenwood is starting to become more and more central to United, so he'll be targeted. Suddenly it will open up space for... Yeah, more of our attacking options rather than just Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, 100%. And a, a point that Webby actually just made me think about something. We, we've seen this constant commentary that says United need a deep-lying playmaker. But actually, when, when you get the likes of Ronaldo in, who Ronaldo will come deep looking for the ball. If you actually look at the way he plays and he'll make a pass and make a run, that's going to cause a centre-back to follow him and then go back out. And the thing is, if what United have lacked on you, you made a point there. When Pogba signs, it's just focus on Pogba. You keep Pogba quiet, you keep United quiet. You get those roadblocks, particularly. We saw against sides like Leeds, we'll blow them off the park every time. But now that you've got the likes of Pogba, Bruno, Mason, Rashford, Martial, Sancho, if any of those players are having an off game, just think of that from a defender. It's, it's a nightmare. And we've now got that natural width on the right, which I think is crucial. So, yeah, I think both of you make really good points. But actually, I, I'm still stuck where Webby said, I wish... We were in Manchester with him. Well, Webby, our borders should be opening next month, and uh, I'm going to start planning my European holiday. So if you can leave me a, a few beers at Hotel Football for around July, August time, I'll take you up on that offer. <laughs> no problem. It's been an absolute pleasure. You know, I'm looking at a bit of from Old Trafford. You know, I've been all over the world, and I, and I love our people, not just from Australia, around the world, get united like me, you know. You could, I could be sat in Australia, you could be sat in Manchester where they are, you know, you're lucky United as strong as mine, whether you're 10 minutes away or 200,000 miles away. And it's people have a go to saying, oh, you got fans, but I can see the love you two boys have United. I know sometimes I have friends in Australia who get up at half the clock to watch United, but it's every week, you know, and it's dedication that, and the art goes out to you, know, and, and it'll be a pleasure one day for you to come over and we can share the few playing to Old Trafford a few songs and getting them watch a match together. It'll be an absolute pleasure, lads. Well, you talk about dedication. It's an absolute pleasure now because under Solskjaer, and a lot of people have their concerns about Solskjaer, but Larry and I are both huge fans. But we get up here at three in the morning, four in the morning on a Monday morning. It's an absolute pleasure now compared to what it was in previous seasons. Getting up at 3 a.m. on a Monday when Louis van Hull was there or Jose Mourinho sometimes, that was a challenge. That's where the dedication was tested. But now with Solskjaer, we obviously don't mind getting up but um, you just mentioned Old Trafford, Old Trafford then. We'll wrap it up there. Obviously, we'll, we'll leave a link in the description of the video and all these social media handles. But um, obviously, everyone is liking this video. So if you do like the video, uh, please leave a like and make sure you're subscribed. But in terms of content from Old Trafford, one of the best channels out there, which I tune in every day, obviously, Webby and O'Neill. Um, some great interviews. Every day I log on there and I see there's an interview with Skulls or Gary Neville from Hotel Football or the, the forecourt at Old Trafford. So I urge everyone to um, go click on the link in the description below, go and, and subscribe and follow Webby on Twitter. But um, how enjoyable is it doing those interviews, Webby, outside Old Trafford with absolute legends? 
Yeah, I'm quite lucky because obviously I worked at United when the boys were playing with Roe, we remained friends, you know. Uh, Nicky as well, Ryan, you know, Phil's over in America now, but I still text him all the time. And it's so comfortable because they feel comfortable with me and Tony because we know him. You know, it's just like three lads sat in the pub chatting about the game we love and the club we love, you know, and obviously we interviewed Gary the other day and I think checking it this morning, I think he's been watched 150,000 times because Gary's a red, you know, he, he loves United, you know, and it's hard for him sometimes when he's probably commentating on City and Chelsea and thinking it, he wishes that was United, you know, but all the lads back the boys and the owner, a great pleasure to be personal friends and a great pleasure that they come on the channel and help us out, you know, they, they, they love United as much as me and you, you know, so long may it continue. And we, we only started doing this in the lockdown over in Manchester and the UK, it was a bit of fun. And, you know, just over the year we've got, I think, just short of 35,000 subscribers and if people look, there's some great interviews on there with Xboxers, pop stars in, who, from the Manchester area, you know, the class of 92 and other people around United and long may continue, you know, so as long as the team's winning, I mean, and I can keep so happy smiling, then we'll carry on doing it, lads. I've got to say, Webby, I absolutely love Tony O'Neill. One of your earlier episodes, uh, I think you had Ryan Giggs on and he, he, he's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll put a penalty kick past you and he pelts it past Giggs. Like he's a character, yeah. Tony, and I really, I really enjoy him. He's just a breath of fresh air. You can tell he he's not scripted. He's just he thinks what he says, and I, I find it really refreshing, to be honest. It's it's a good dynamic you guys have, and it's a little bit different, you know. I think there's a lot of content out there that's very structured, and with you guys, I feel like it's similar to us. It's just it's that pub vibe. You're there with your mate. Just talk what you think about and let it run. Yeah, you know, we it's like me and Tony, we've been going to the games between us nearly 80, 90 years. You know, we've seen things, you know, we've seen United when they were terrible under Dave Sexton and nearly fell out with football. We've seen the bad times under Fergie and the great times under Fergie and different, but the love for the club will, will never stop. Whoever's manager, whatever position or whatever league we're in, you know, and like you're saying, it's two lads unscripted. We can go for four to five hours, but the cameraman's always screaming at us. And it's just two lads and old spirits speaking about the club we love, you know, and it'll continue till, till people tell us to stop it and hopefully that'll never happen. But if people like it, they like it, if they don't. But it's just two lads talking about Manchester United Football Club. Not so anyone off people as much as we can. And we'll continue doing that, lads. No, definitely. And um, yeah, I just urge everyone to go and click on the link in the description because as I say, we are all just sort of ticking away the minutes until next Saturday and Ronaldo's sort of return to Old Trafford. So the more United content, the better. So please go follow Webby on all these social medias and the Webby and O'Neill channel. And um, and obviously make sure you're following us on all your social medias, not just the pubcast, but obviously the Man United Supporters Club here in New South Wales. Um, make sure you subscribed. Um, Webby, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, we truly appreciate your time. We're jealous of the sunshine behind you. But um, again, from Larry, I and all the supporters here in Australia, um, just thank you and keep up all the good work. No problem. Uh, anytime you need to get me back on, lads, it'll be an absolute pleasure. And like you said, hopefully one day in the future, we can have a few drinks around old South football and uh, sing a few songs and hopefully watch us lift a few trophies this year. Fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think yeah, when our vaccination rate um, reaches whatever percentage our premier is saying, um, I think a lot of people will be um, going onto the flights and a website and booking flights straight to Manchester. So, fingers crossed that isn't too long. Um, hopefully, everyone enjoyed the video. Um, stay safe, and we will chat to you very shortly. Cheers. Mm -hmm.